to The Turning Point Project. I'm Helen Rabello, founder of the Magical Life Movement and author of The Magical Unfolding, Eight Magical Processes for Peace, Potential and Purpose. And I believe that when you face transitions in life, you have to find a way to move forward through the messy bits, even when you feel scared. In this project, I talk to inspiring conscious souls about how they used to turning points to move from a life that didn't fully fit towards living a more intentional, fulfilling life despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and to always believe there is magic to be found in life even when you feel stuck in the messy middle. And if you haven't yet ordered your copy of The Magical Unfolding, head on over to the website to gift yourself a copy so that you can get all of the bonuses on offer to help you shape your next decade differently. In today's conversation, I'm introducing you to the lovely Jennifer Cockcroft, who is a mentor for people who want life to feel different but aren't sure where to start. And she's also the creator of the Moments Journal, which offers a value-led approach for mindfully savouring the little things. What I love about Jennifer is that she has found a way to embrace all the facets of who she is as a person and bring those to the fore of what she puts out into the world and and how she supports people. And she is a really gorgeous, colourful, eloquent, interesting soul who is endlessly curious about life. She's going to share how she turned her life around after a turning point that saw her literally reaching breaking point in her corporate job in the city in London in the UK and and what she did to move forwards into living on her terms on the other side of that turning point and I really think you will adore how she expresses things the the gorgeous use of metaphors that she has and um, you'll benefit from what she shares about how to extract what I call the joy juice from your moments so I'd love to hear what you think after this conversation and thank you so much for being here and for listening so welcome lovely Jennifer to the turning point project and thank you so much for agreeing to share your voice and share some of your story and talk to us a little bit about a turning point in your life. Um, It's an absolute delight to have you as my guest because one of the things I really love about you is um, you are an equally curious soul and, um, and you, I love your, your love of color. I love your enthusiasm for life. Uh, I love what you're putting out there. And um, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you've got to share with us. Oh, thank you so much, Helen. It's um, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And goodness, what a, a lovely introduction. Thank you. It's a good job you can't see me blushing at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> to add to the colour, absolutely. <laughs> I know you've heard a couple of episodes, so you've got an idea of how I sort of vaguely structure these conversations. Yeah. Um, I would love to start off 
with um, inviting you, if you would, to paint a picture for us of, of where you were leading up to whatever turning point you have chosen to talk about today or start wherever feels most appropriate for you to start yeah sure I mean I think where I want to start actually is by saying I feel like I'm actually in the middle of a turning point at the moment okay um there's been a lot going on recently and it just yeah I think if we'd if we'd recorded this a week ago I might have been asking you if we could reschedule because things will sort out a bit much but where I'm okay we're all good it's a bit like one of those memes you see where it's like how I think my life should be and it's this nice straight line going you know nice and neatly ticking off milestones into the future Mm. how my life is actually is a big old tangled mess (laughs) I hear you (laughs) twists and turns and you know so I think the first thing to say is turning points I think for me certainly happen a lot um, uh, in different states and stages Um, but I think the one that's stuck out for me at the moment when you invited me me on uh, to talk about was actually the point where I left my last corporate job uh, which was just over three years ago now so I had been working for a couple of years for a fairly large um, regional company mainly within the HR department and then I'd also moved into communications as well Um, I'd been doing a lot of work with um, employee engagement and training inductions for new starters, local focus groups, staff forums, that kind of thing. So I've, I've, I've always been a people person in my work. Yeah. Uh, I've spent many, many years working in retail, uh, doing customer service as well. So, so people kind of my bread and butter. Um, but the point that I'd got to of this this crucial turn was of actually getting to the point where I just hated the job and I'm sure that's a familiar feeling for a lot of people. I had struggled with a great deal of stress, um, with depression that had been diagnosed and treated with medication and counselling and things like that, that I had kind of felt that I was getting on top of and then other things get on top of that. So I'd got to the point with this job where I just, I was crying over my breakfast in the morning because I just did not want to go. And, you know, doing whatever I could (laughs) during the job to avoid doing much work or being involved, um, you know, a a significant part of my role was actually getting out and around the region to other sort of, you know, satellite locations and meeting teams there. So I would disappear on long train journeys because then people couldn't get hold of me because there was no phone signal. Or if if I was in London, I would walk between locations again because then I couldn't hear the phone ringing. So, you know, I was, I was trying to do all these avoidance things and then just getting myself so worked up about it. And couldn't see, you get to the point where it's just all so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see a way out at all. Fortunately, uh, I had some very understanding colleagues and a particularly supportive manager at the time um, who could see that I was struggling. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't quite as good at hiding it as I thought I was. Uh, the mask slipped on occasions. So we ended up having... Um, a sit down 
with her and me and with another sort of HR colleague to kind of mediate things. And basically I, I broke down. Um, I burst into tears and, you know, wanted the floor to swallow me up. And I can actually remember saying that I didn't want the job anymore, but I didn't want them to take it from me. I, I, I didn't want to be fired. You know, it's sort of one of those kind of pathological fears of somebody kind of taking it out of my hands the, and this sort of the, the shame that would come with that. So yeah, that was a that was a fun couple of hours. But actually, it in the end, it was it was an amicable ending. We reached a really supportive, a mutual agreement that I would leave, and you know we dealt with all the practicalities. And I walked out of the office, and the, the offices were in London. I went and sat on a bench on the South Bank um, this mid afternoon in July. And it was like the weight of the world had lifted off my shoulders. Felt that right to walk away. Whether I could have got to that point on my own or not, I don't know. Um, But yeah, having that, having that conversation and being able to have that option and just to walk away. And, and even then sitting there, you know, the South Bank, central London in the middle of the afternoon, I, it was quiet. Everything went quiet. My head went quiet. And that was the thing that I think I noticed the most because there'd just been so much noise of mm. all these, you know, thoughts and emotions and what was I going to do and how could I fix this? And, and it just all blew away. And that's quite an evocative and quite significant place as well. Absolutely. In terms of being in the middle of the city, in the middle of the working day and having this, this contrast suddenly painted. Yeah where you get to sit down and be just in it yeah observing yeah and I've got I've still got photos on my phone that I took that day oh wow of you know the view across the river of the ice cream that I went and got from the van outside the you know the South Bank Centre of um some beautiful flowers that were in a you know a little bit of a garden that I walked past and I've still got those photos on my phone because they remind me of how that moment felt of that that lifting that lightness of that relief and the recognition that actually yeah that was I needed to do that that was overdue but Mm. right and needed to happen so yeah that's um that was the big one (laughs) was that like a slowly dawning realization or did it appear quite quickly how did you kind of get to that I think it had been a slow build I've never actually stayed in a job longer than a couple of years my pattern seems to be that I go in I figure out the challenges I learn what I need to learn I fix what I can fix and then I get bored yeah okay um or I can't fix what I think needs fixing so I get frustrated that's often been the case especially with um you know things like retail during the recession not a lot I could do about the big picture yes. um, you know um and there were certainly within this company that I was working for at the time the although the people were amazing the company culture was not one that I felt comfortable with it was very reactive it was very yeah it just didn't gel with kind of how I am and how I wanted to be and that yeah that frustrated me that I couldn't Although on, I suppose on a small level, you know, one-to-one and with these smaller groups, I was hopefully making some impact. 
um, and seeing differences and improvements being made overall uh it you know it, it was literally a drop in the ocean and that personally for me you know w- was frustrating but I think then so yeah it had been this kind of slow build um but then yeah it was that just getting to that point where it was the yeah the straw that broke the camel's back as they say of that's it oh, I'm done <laughs> You know, I can't do this anymore. I can really relate to the location as well, you know, because funnily enough, I used to be a locum sonographer. Mm-hmm. I, um, I worked at St. Thomas's Hospital as a locum. Yeah. yeah. And um, while I was working there to fund my shiatsu training, which was my way to escape mm-hmm. from um, from the NHS setting. Yeah. Um, so I think the last time we spoke... I said, God, I was really struck by how many similarities there were between us. And, um, and as you know, as you're describing that scene, I can really picture it because I can remember doing something really similar coming out of that locum job on the last day, you know, and and sitting along the river and thinking, I I don't have to do this commute anymore. I don't have to um, toe the line, (laughs) you know, and, um, and give bad news and all that kind of stuff anymore mm. what did you do from that i i was actually very fortunate in that the the agreement that we'd reached um you know over the course of the conversation meant that i actually got um three months garden leave at full pay um because i i would have had to have worked a notice period otherwise uh, and they could quite clearly see that that was not going to happen yeah. uh, for me to keep turning up so i i did get these three months at full pay which gave me a beautiful cushion uh over the rest of that summer to just um take the time to recover um because it felt getting to that point and then coming out the side but it was like recovery from trauma and I don't I don't use that light I don't say that lightly but it really was that kind of just physical mental emotional spiritual collapse um that I needed to you know, rebuild my strength. Um, so I did, I had that, in fact, again, I was thinking about this as I was kind of uh, thinking about what I would talk to you about today. And that, that summer has got some of my best, most recent memories. I had some fantastic days out. I explored parts of London that I didn't know. I went to the coast, we went to like national trust properties and beautiful gardens, doing loads of stuff I enjoyed. I did a lot of craft projects that summer as well. So spent a lot of time in our garden just you know sitting enjoying the sunshine um and it was wonderful to be able to take that time to just stop um and not work and not have to think about uh, yeah as you said commuting or stress or to-do lists um so I'm, I'm very grateful that I had that that opportunity and that financial cushion there as well to to allow me to do that that's Um, pretty fundamental isn't it if you've been through something that's taken you to that point whether you have the money to do it or not you you have no choice you you have to press pause and yeah and take time out to reconnect yourself absolutely I mean I, I I live with my parents at the moment and I did then and I came home that afternoon and obviously told my parents kind of what had happened and almost the sort of the first sentence out of their mouths was okay well when you better start looking for another job then (laughs) not listening to me you know I'm in pain here um I can't I cannot 
think about going out and doing another job just at this precise moment. Um, so that was, you know, that was a, an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And that that's in, an interesting one in terms of just how things are different for different generations. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My parents' generation are, were very much... Um, you know the, that that kind of work ethic and you go from well, well in fact they didn't go from job to job they had a career for 40 years and that was was a very different uh kind of life than we perhaps do now um so yeah it was it was nice to have that summer and and to take some time and then gradually start to think about what I would do next and one of the, one of the things that I was adamant about about then was that I did not want to work for anybody else ever again uh, I'd had enough of those experiences of, you know, being the middleman and um, being caught up in company cultures or in stress or, um, you know, even even with the title of manager in all of the companies that I'd worked for, manager meant you were in the middle. You were still answering to somebody else and even, though, even while you had people answering to you. Um, so, you, you know, there was never any... Um, real control or influence it was always a tug of war so yeah I didn't I didn't want to work for anybody else Uh, I didn't even want you know a part-time job in a supermarket or anything at the time that I I just wanted to be able to do something for myself Um, so I as I said I'd been doing uh, a lot of crafts so I started selling the things that I'd made uh, I went, yeah, went sort of uh, declared myself self-employed uh, and set up an Etsy shop and started selling the, the bits and pieces that I'd made, lots of different things, sort of um, little homewares and sewing bits and pieces and some knitting as well. Um, and that was really good fun. I enjoyed doing that. Um, it was a learning curve, figuring out, you know, all the, the, the practicalities and the, the legalities and those sorts of bits and pieces of, of you know, self-employment. Um, and I still get the shakes when I have to do my tax return now. <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoyed doing that. And that kind of grew um, through, through Instagram, through social media. Um, I started getting people asking me to do the odd commission, which was wonderful. Wow. Um, I then started doing some uh, craft fairs locally, which was great because that then got me back out of the house again. Um, I am a committed introvert um, with um, tendencies towards the hermit <laughs> so, so, during, yeah, so, so during this time of you know doing my my crafts in the Etsy shop I didn't actually have to go and see any people I didn't have to go anywhere other than to the post office to deliver the parcels you know um <laughs> so doing the craft fairs actually got me back out of the house again and and interacting with people and I started to remember then how much I enjoyed working with people and with customers and building that rapport and the relationships there um so yeah that was good fun and I had some great times at the fairs obviously meeting customers but also fellow storeholders fellow business owners doing lots of different things uh and and sort of building starting to build a bit of a community there um which is really great and then sort of from there things have kind of snowballed and accelerated and pivoted and gone off in different directions again um and the I've I've let the craft go at the moment um closed my Etsy shop um, sold off all my remaining stock crafts I have to admit because some of the joy had gone out of doing it 
um you know what had started out as something fun and enjoyable because i like making things um had started to turn in because it was just me doing it had started to turn into pressure and stress and deadlines and oh my goodness you know this customer's still waiting for this or oh my god i gotta pack everything up to go to this craft fair at the weekend again and then they're there yeah so the treadmill exactly exactly and i you know i by this point i gained enough self-awareness to to recognize that at an earlier point and say okay I'm, i'm doing the exact same thing that I've done in all these other jobs where I've worked for other people, even though I'm working for myself, I'm still being that boss. So that was, so again, that's, there's kind of been a, a, yeah, a pullback, pause, a shift in direction. Um, And from that has kind of grown into where I am now, which is having um, created and launched uh, the Moments Journal, which I did last year through Kickstarter. I had a, <clears throat> excuse me, a crowdfunding campaign, which was successfully funded, which I still find utterly amazing. Uh, and I'm incredibly grateful for everybody who supported it. Um, and so developing that into different versions and also um, now offering mentoring alongside that as well uh, and being able to to start supporting people again as I always enjoyed doing mm. on that kind of one-to-one basis and that um, you know a personal level personal stories listening understanding and helping people figure out their own directions so yeah that's um, brings you up to date I think <laughs> that's a, a, a very whistle-stop tour through what I'm sure is a much more convoluted um circuitous journey than you've described it's it's, uh, uh, it's, it's no, how things unfold it's no exaggeration to call it a roller coaster and i don't particularly enjoy roller coasters i get off at the end feeling a little bit sick so, <laughs> so you know there's similar feelings going on on occasions when it sort of turns you upside down and spins you around and around yeah definitely so, um so what i'm curious about uh, uh, hearing this journey that you've 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 as I say you've shared a whistle-stop tour really um and it would be very easy for somebody hearing this to not necessarily think into all the uh you know mindset shifts and learning and evolving that would have to accompany a journey of that nature having having also done a similar journey myself so yeah what I'm curious about is how how you learned to you know quickly recognize what was calling you and how to recognize when it was time to sort of pivot let's let's use pivot as it's a roller coaster ride um <laughs> pivot away from that uh you know and start kind of facing a, a different direction because as a, as someone who's self-employed when you've come to that after having been employed for a, a long time, it's not as easy as it sounds, is it? Absolutely not. It is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And I think um, learning, continuing to learn is closer to the truth. There's always, mm. um, you know, I don't think you ever get there, wherever the mythical there is. Um, there's always something else to to pick up on, to learn, to tweak, to adjust, to redirect um and no it's it's absolutely not easy um anybody who tells you self-employment is easy is lying Mm. (laughs) uh it's hard hard work um but i think 
for me, the recognizing, as I say, is, is an ongoing process, but it's been about uh, tuning into myself and really listening to my intuition and my instincts and my um, physical responses within my body as well. Um, and to not set so much store by what everyone else says, what they say you should do, um, what other people have done that's worked, what is expected of you. Um, and to really, yeah, to, to listen to my intuition and to, and to follow that more often than not. Yeah. Um, again, not easy all the time. There's a lot of noise out there in the world these days. Um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that for me has been the, the trick, if you want to call it that. It's not a trick at all. It's work and it's, you know, practice. Mm. Um, but, yeah, things like um meditating every morning for me just gives me you know 10 to 20 minutes of space where I'm just in myself uh checking in with you know thoughts that are passing through or what's going on in my body um and just gives me that kind of check-in that then during the day I can come back to and say okay that feels different than it was this morning what's changed yeah um remembering to take time and space to do the things that I enjoy that fill me up that nourish me that you know light up my my soul um whether that is you know a 10 minute walk around the block or a choir rehearsal which is that's one of my anybody looking for something to do that is utterly soul nourishing join a choir thing I recommend that too I have ever done um getting back to doing personal craft projects for me and you know having having that personal um creative time um and yeah just sort of coming back to what's really important the little things that matter um and it, i mean it, it's part of my process in terms of um my work now with the journal and the mentoring but just coming back to being able to identify you can call them values if you like um you know the, the the one little word you know whatever however you want to describe it that i call the moments um they're those little things that are vital that are important to you that when you get to the end of the day you can say yeah that was a worthwhile day i i did this i felt that you know something connected that was a good day um and even on the toughest days to be able to come back to those you know whatever it is whether it's uh, you know an achievement at work or a connection you've made or something creative that you've done something that you've learned um that you've managed to cook perfect scrambled eggs whatever it is just to have those small things that start to add up yeah that accumulate and eventually you get to the point where you think actually you know what life's not that bad really overall <laughs> yeah. you know it yeah. has its it has its has its ups and downs um but you know overall i can say yeah that wasn't bad and then once you've got those things identified you can go looking for them mm. you know 
Um, and one of the things that I um, personally been working on at the moment is my uh, curiosity is that kind of key overall title, but it's it's a sense of wonder. It's uh, love of learning. It's wanting as many new experiences as I can do. And for me, that manifests as travel a lot of the time. It's that, it's that you know, that age-old question, if money was no object, what would you do? Travel is the yeah. first thing that comes out of my head. Um, so I am exploring how I, can, how I can bring more of that in with, as I say, exploring the local area, um, you know, days out, weekends away. Um, but I... So I, I I have this tendency that I can't just do things in little stages. Sometimes I have to go all in. So I've booked a trip to New York, <laughs> as you do, you know. Again, an iconic location. Absolutely, you like your iconic location. Yeah. Oh, nice. What a gorgeous <laughs> gift to give yourself. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I can just picture you there because I've I've been there. I've only been there once, but I can picture you, um, I don't know, standing somewhere iconic, probably not sitting because it will be a bit chilly. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just taking in the view, taking in the moment, because I know that you love moments as much as me. And, um, you know, perhaps recalling this conversation and re- recalling that, that moment you shared where you were on the south bank and reflecting on that that journey that's led you from there absolutely to your Um, moment in new york still to come absolutely and and again it, it was one of those things where it's been that slow build and then getting to the point of if i don't do this now i never will um so i just booked it i was like all right no i've got to do this you know spend the money whatever I'm doing this. Um, just go for it. Yeah, just go for it. And I'm, I've got a, I've got a countdown on my phone, and I check in every day. I'm like, oh, it's another day closer. It's another day closer. And I've got, you know, lists of yeah places that I want to go and things that I want to see. And um, total cliche, but you know, the best Instagram spots for photos. And <laughs> the whole shebang. But well, I, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Instagram didn't exist when I went there, so you, you do that for me too. <laughs> But also being able to leave the space to, yeah, as you say, experience it, to take it in, to soak it all up, um, to, yeah, whatever it is, you know, stand on the steps at Times Square and just be in New York. Amazing. I I have a feeling that this might go out not long before that time, actually. So. Yeah, we will. We will see. <laughs> see where the countdown is when this goes out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, what have you? What would you say has been your biggest your biggest discovery about yourself along the way from this this turning point oh, right up gosh. to now? Um, or your biggest surprise, maybe. <laughs> That's such a good question. I suppose one of the things that I've learned is that actually I've survived, you know? Yeah. Um, I got through it as hard as it all was at the time. I did it and I came out the other side. And there have been things that, you know, for each and every, you know, key turning point, tough moment, there have been things that I can now look back on and say, 
I learned something useful from from that or I've taken something forward that I still use from that um but it's not that you can't just I don't think ever really cut something out completely and say that's done and gone there's always some thread that weaves its way onwards um and I and I think that's part of the the excitement of life really that that everything contributes um so I suppose yeah the surprising things are certainly recently actually um just that kind of remembering of how much I enjoyed the kind of the kind of work that I did with people Mm. in that you know one-on-one mentoring supportive encouraging uh relationship building community connection kind of space um and how that has fed through my entire employment history if you like and into the work that I'm doing now um you know as much as at the time it was a case of no I hate this job I don't want to ever do it ever again you know let me walk away done I'm finished but it's you know it's not that the whole package wasn't that bad there were those good bits from it and I'm yeah feeling um yeah grateful to be able to to pull those threads out now and to be able to weave them into to where I'm going forwards um so I think that that was probably a surprise actually of just those kind of yeah recognition of of as much as I wanted to leave it behind you can't necessarily always do that uh, even if you wanted to at the time (laughs) yeah 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 and I what I love about that reflection is that it really shows how um how important sometimes looking back can be Mm. in terms of making connections and joining dots and seeing themes that emerge and and, you know kind of almost being able to extract the gold from situations absolutely yeah exactly crappy and crappy old metal but there's always a a thread like you say a a thread that connects things or runs through things yeah yeah definitely and I think the um you know as much as we are constantly evolving as individuals as people as uh, you know souls in this life however you want to kind of conceive of it that there are there are parts of us that don't change that there is a core of something or you know several somethings um, I I firmly believe that there is no one true path no one absolute passion no one definite calling we're all we all contain I've used this this quote in a few places recently. We contain multitudes. It's a line from a Walt Whitman poem. Um, we contradict ourselves, and that's okay. Mm. You know, we're allowed to have all these and this and that and this something else and something else and mix it all together into what makes us unique. And there will be things that we throw out on occasions that we might bring back for a little while and then we just said no actually we don't need that and there will be new things that come into the mix but there will always be some of those elements that are always there 
And I think those are the things that I have been enjoying personally reflecting on quite recently, actually, of looking, as you say, looking back into those those memories of those times, good and bad, to pull through those things that are still relevant, are still important. Um, what you know, whatever they look like. One of the one of the one of my favourite questions to ask in a you know in a mentoring session with somebody is, "What's your best memory? What's your favourite memory?" And once you get people talking about something that they remember, it's incredible for a start how much detail people remember. Yeah. Uh, so to me that just says well if you remember it in that much detail it was really important Um, and how much um, emotion is embedded in that memory how much feeling Um, and those are those yeah those those nuggets if you like that are the the gold that we're mining for that, that you then bring forward and say okay well that was I remember that because I felt this way and that's important to me. So I want to continue feeling that way. How can I find that now? Yeah. I, lo- I love that. Um, I have a, a similar kind of question that I I learned back when I was training in Shiatsu, which I've always used, which is it's, it's, it's coming at it from a different angle, but mm. it's essentially revealing the same. And that's what makes your heart smile. Yes. Oh, yeah. People yeah, always absolutely. smile the minute you say it. They pretty much always know. But um, what I love about the way that you f- framed that is it's such, it's such a light question, but at the same time, such a fundamental core oh, question. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like it takes any pressure off people to answer that question because they're not going to realize how it's so inherent and so part of their their being yeah that they don't they just don't even recognize how valuable it is absolutely and I completely agree with what you said about the the heart smiling thing for me the it's that what makes your your eyes light up when you talk about it and almost to the point of um Again, it's a line that I love. Live for the moments that you can't put into words. And it is, it's, it's that, it's when people are just trying so hard to express something and there just aren't the words for it, but you can see it emanating from them yeah. in, in light and in energy and in the, you know, the passion and enthusiasm. And while well, I'm sitting here waving my arms around like a lunatic. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with a big grin on my face. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I love this. <laughs> you know, it, and it is, it's that that's, yeah that's what I love I'm curious about whether you can in any way identify what it was that that has enabled you to go from a place where you felt really broken I'm sorry we're going back temporarily to Mm. the broken place um Mm -hmm. to then being able to have such a tangible sense of you know the the small things that light up your life those small moments that are what your days are made of because that that's quite it's quite a big jump from one place to the other has it felt like a big jump to you or has it been a slow sort of process I think it has been more the one step at a time 
place mm. of getting yeah as you say from that broken place from rock bottom from everything just fallen apart and rebuilding things one step at a time yeah. one one piece of the puzzle at a time um you know one one thread in the weave let's let's use all the metaphors why not um <laughs> another metaphor, a metaphor. <laughs> So I think, yeah, it is more of that, yeah, that's that slow build, that slowly revealing of the, of the bigger picture, um, the bigger picture built from those small things. Mm. Um, and I love that, again, that sort of contradiction, um, that the attention to detail, but also the stepping back and saying overall, okay, wow, this is, you know, this is turning out pretty good, that the accumulation of those small moments and honestly it really did start with small things it was you know it's waking up in the morning and seeing the sunrise opening the curtains and thinking okay this is you know that's that's kind of magic yeah. uh it's you know hearing a robin singing in the tree outside the house it's walking down the street and seeing new flowers emerging in somebody's front garden and it's though all those small things. And when I have bad days, and I have them, we all have them, we get caught up in our thinking or something stresses us out or, you know, whatever happens. And I come back. I'm now at the place where I, I can recognise that that is happening and I can come back to saying, okay, just let's just stop for a minute. What's going on? And it... it I mean, it, it's one of those classic exercises of what, right, what can I see? What can I hear? What can I smell? What can I feel beneath my feet? And just coming back to that basic, fundamental presence in the moment. Yeah. And then going, and then, you know, we step off again and we're, and we're back. Yeah, Definitely beautifully expressed very much love that <laughs> <laughs> so what do you really love about what you're doing and, and where you are in your life and your work i love i love the variety actually um again i think that's kind of it, it's sort of one of my my fundamental things is variety contradiction multitudes you know that whole curiosity want to just experience extract as much as I can from life um, and I so I enjoy having that within my work as well that I can um, talk to different people that I can write blog posts about different subjects that I can muse about different things on social media that I can um, do more design and creative work uh, around the journal the moments journal so I love having those different pots to dip in and out of yeah um and just i mean it, again it, it's that thing of when you're working with people everybody is different every client every person that you meet brings something new and although there may be familiar themes familiar threads it's their unique take on it that makes it so interesting and yeah, fascinating and, and exciting um and that that feeds me that i can then firstly add their experiences to my own and then mix it up with what I've already experienced and offer them something back new that they may 
that they can consider and may help them you know make a tweak to their recipe if you like yes um so that that I love and just being hearing people's stories is an utter privilege uh, and I, I'm always so grateful when people are um, open and honest about what they're going through um, partly because I think you have to be if you want to make fundamental change you've got to be honest about where you are and what's Definitely. going on yeah. um, but, but also yeah it is just that privilege of connecting on a real level with another human being of that recognition and understanding and that yeah me too I you know I I've been where you are I've lived that I understand um being heard you know Mm, yeah I really do know and and I'm so with you I think it's one of the most humbling things to be able to do yeah it never fails to almost move me to tears mm. sort of that mixture of sheer joy and I don't know that it's an indefinable Absolutely. thing so Absolutely. I, yeah, I totally get that and I think it's so important as well in this you know in this age of social media we can get so worked up and frustrated by numbers and growing our audience and expanding our mailing lists and you know reaching more people actually just take it one person at a time you know yeah. that's that's where the magic really happens <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah so what what i what i'd love to know actually is um i'm kind of curious actually about how how you I love how you phrase that every time. I'm curious about it. Sorry, just like yeah, my I love it. Today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> curious and curiouser. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I am curious. That's the thing. I am curious. Yeah. Um, I always want to know more. But what, yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. About your mentoring and how that how that evolved into being and what kind of people you work with. Um, how you find them all that just yeah. tell me a bit about your your mentoring stuff and also for anyone that's listening and thinks I love her <laughs> to work with her and then I'll get to hear all about New York <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I mean it the mentoring evolved as I say from the work that I've been doing on and with myself um of you know pulling all these threads together into the direction that I'm in at the moment it's also grown from the development of the moments journal and being able to offer that firstly as a product as a um, you know a physical thing a journal a book um but being able to I wanted that to be something that people could really take and make their own and to use in whatever way worked for them so the the process that's kind of at the cornerstone of the journal is is kind of the stepping off point for the mentoring if you like it is that identification of what is important to you what matters what are those little things that keep you going through the day that you keep coming back to um so so the mentoring kind of developed from firstly from supporting people in finding their own way of using the journal and then in in the evolution of hearing stories and hearing those familiar threads and concerns and issues that come up and being able to say, okay, well, there's clearly more people 
with these same things going on, with this kind of stuck feeling, this frustration, this I want things to change, but I don't know how or where to start. Mm. Um, And being able to use my experience, as I said, melded with everybody else's that I've picked up along the way to strip everything back to those basics of, well, let's dig into what is really important to you. You know, simple things, one thing at a time. So I love, I love working with people who are curious about that, about understanding more about themselves, about moving on from that stuck place you know and I'm not I'm definitely not saying that everybody that works with me has to have come from that completely broken place that I came from in fact I'd really rather you didn't because it's not a fun place to be but but those you know have probably had similar experiences of just that getting to a point of I'm done but I don't know what to do next yeah um I have to, yeah I have to say readiness it to move yeah on, exactly it? and I think there there needs to be that readiness and a commitment um to doing the work because it is work um you know it, it might feel initially like having a conversation with a great friend which I hope is what I can be to people but there's work that comes out of it and there are uh, you know if you if you're serious about changing things in your life um I can't do it for you you've got to you've got to do it yourself I can ask you the questions I can point you in directions I can um you know I I can be the guide and the, the space holder and the facilitator but I can't do it you've got to do it yeah um so people who are um in that place of yeah ready to take that next step um it is who i'm excited to work with and i I have to say it has it's mainly women i think um that i have been working with and get sort of most inquiries from i don't know whether that's you know for whatever reason that is my you know my audience my appeal or whether it is symptomatic of where we are as women at the moment in the world um but I, I find it quite interesting that that kind of self-reflection and that self uh inquiry um is so um so needed I yeah think. absolutely it's fundamental yeah and then i think there from, from from my experience working with people and and i'm a bit like you in that i evolved into into mentoring Mm. it wasn't an intentional thing necessarily it just kind of evolved that way yeah i i i just feel like that's that is the most fundamental starting point it's recognizing that you really need to embrace who you are and find out who you are and accept who you are before before you even think about where you go from there absolutely absolutely and I think the one of the things for me in terms of how I talk about the work that I do and you know particularly when you asked uh, you know who do I work with 
I've always found it particularly challenging, shall we say, to do those, you know, those marketing exercises that we're all supposed to do about (laughs) identifying your target audience and uh, deciding your niche. For me anyway, it is that it's that curiosity is the niche, if you like. It's the, you know, it doesn't matter what your situation your circumstances what you want to change what you ultimately identify as the things that are important to you what they are that doesn't matter it's the identifying that is the key thing you know you your your background your your desires in life your passions your direction could be completely different to mine and actually that's great because that gives both of us a chance to learn Mm -hmm. from each other um and also for you to really own that individuality Mm. that you're not you know following a prescribed path that somebody else says you should do and and, you know five steps to success and you know make a million pounds in six weeks or whatever those things are this is it's about you and I think that's that's the niche if you like beautifully expressed (laughs) well I hope so (laughs) (laughs) and and you know, perfect for somebody who, um, like me, is is very sort of multi-dimensional, multi-passionate. Absolutely, yes. um, in, in love with life and in love with a lot of different things. You know, how could how could you mentor any other way? It's just so so you, isn't well, it? Well, I hope so, and I think that um, for me, it's a, it is a very intuitive process. Although there are, you know as you say, sort of certain directions and key questions that you can ask. It's a very intuitive process for me of getting to know somebody. Um, and I love to, I actually love doing either in-person or sort of video call sessions because you actually get to see the person and their reaction and have that, um, you know, even if it's through a screen, a physical connection with somebody um, beyond just the voice because I... I'm a firm believer in what's that statistic? Is it something like only 7% of communication is verbal? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So having that, the, you know, a visual connection as well is really important for me. Um, So I, yeah, I love doing that and I love, I just love getting to know people, you know, and I think help if, if me getting to know somebody helps them get to know themselves I'm all over that. That's gorgeous. And it feels like a really perfect place to sort of close, close the circle of conversation apart from, Mm. um, I would love you to just share for anyone who wants to find out more about what you do, your mentor, your amazing journal, you know, all of the juicy stuff you put into the world, where would be a good place then to start? And obviously I'll put links and things with your notes. Yeah, sure. So everything is over on my website, uh, which is jennifercockcroft.com, uh, which, yes, um, on Instagram, which again, you'll find <laughs> it's full of rain. So if anybody is interested or wants to connect on interest journal or working with me, then yeah, please do get in touch. Lovely. I can't wait to hear from you. And I'd be very surprised if you don't hear from a few of my people. (laughs) Oh, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing a glimpse into your your world, into your journey, and um, into one of your biggest turning points. And um, I can't can't wait to hear what people take away from this conversation. But 
it's been a well, delight thank you and it's actually i mean it's it's brought things up for me that you know have, have uh, you know realizations and recognitions as just as we've been talking the things that have come out have been you know those light bulb moments for me so thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Turning Point Project. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.